two generations merge into one to spread the good news of God's personal love. With the help of other prominent Christian voices, the gospel is presented in an easy and open way. You just might get the answer to your prayers. Hi, welcome to another edition of Godcast, the podcast that we're doing. I'm Katerina here with Michael, and we're so excited to be joining you today. Our topic today is going to be about gratitude and the power of prayer and being thankful in all circumstances and praying without ceasing and the healing that the prayer and thankfulness has in our lives. Once again, thank you for joining us. And you can listen to us always on staroftheseaministries.com. You can check in our TuneIn Radio app as well as our apps, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and more. So we're going to be talking about gratitude today and how to foster a spirit of gratitude. Research shows that adopting an attitude of gratitude, simply expressing appreciation and being more thankful, can measurably improve your overall well-being. The really important thing when we're talking about gratitude is to give thanks in all circumstances, which is in scripture, it's in the Bible, and how important that really is, especially in the hard times and the difficult times. Like St. Paul, he was in prison, but he was able to thank God multiple times for the things that he did have, that he was alive, and I think that's a really big deal in our lives. There's always something to be thankful for. There's a lot of things we can think negatively about, but my challenge and my thing that I like to think of is at least there's one thing a day that you could be thankful for. There's multiple things a day. Thankful that you woke up in the morning. Thankful that you have food on the table. You know, maybe you didn't have such a good day, but... Hey, you got water. Simple things that you might take for granted. Try to, you know, remember to be thankful for all things. During this time, this difficult time with the COVID and and stuff, the show is especially important to hold on to gratitude and being thankful because a lot of difficult situations now, we're being tested, but God is holding us by the hand and he's helping us through it. So holding on to gratitude and counting your blessings, either in a journal, in your mind, when you wake up in the morning, maybe when you're having lunch or a cup of coffee. Let me think of at least one thing right now even though I'm tempted to complain about something, (laughs) which you might complain about something, but quickly follow up with something positive, Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. something grateful to keep fostering that habit of gratitude because it's a habit. It's definitely not easy sometimes. And I think our culture and our world makes us think of the negative or what's wrong, especially. Combat that negativity with gratitude and acts of gratitude throughout the day. We have some wonderful guests today. They're going to be speaking about gratitude and how that has greatly impacted their lives and their life of prayer and relationship with God. So we have Michael first, and then Matt, uh, Joe, then Sarah, and Maureen to finish off. They're going to give some great testimonies. So let's listen to them. St. Paul says to pray without ceasing. It means never stop morning, noon, and night when you're sleeping, when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, when you're putting on your socks in the morning, all throughout the day, every bite of food that you're chewing, every step that you take to turn it into a prayer. Think of the Midas touch and that King Midas, he, you know, supposedly he could turn everything into gold and we can turn everything into spiritual gold. 
through prayer, through touching it with the name of Jesus, to kind of put ourselves in the presence of God and then just to meditate on what he's doing and who he is. So the power of prayer is just so unbelievable. In all of the gospel stories, people stepped out in faith. And so many times people came to Jesus, the blind man crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. There was an act of faith. There was an act of reaching out. You need to get God's attention. And you say, well, why do I need to get God's attention? God already knows I'm sick. God knows I'm suffering. God knows I'm depressed. God knows I'm hurting. God knows my heart is breaking. God knows. But to make that act of faith, to cry out to him. So many of the miracles of Jesus, there was a lot of crying out. The 10 lepers ringing their bells and crying out. And I'm sure it wasn't Jesus, Jesus. It was crying out. It was loud. And acts of faith sometimes need to be loud. Sometimes we need to do what Peter did and step out of the boat, step out of our comfort zone. So many times there was uh, somebody that said, God will not be able to do the miraculous until you and I step out to do the ridiculous. So many times we say, well, I, I want to go to somebody that has a gift of healing. Well, the beautiful thing is that if we believe that Jesus lives in our hearts, if we believe that he's in us because we've accepted him as our personal Lord and Savior, well, if Jesus is in me and you are the body of Christ, mystical body of Christ, there is mystical grace, there is supernatural grace, there is healing grace. When you say, I'm going to lay my hands on the sick, no, 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 I'm going to lay the hands of Jesus. My hands are Jesus' hands. We're fused through our union that I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, that I've been baptized and washed clean of original sin and that he lives in me, that the most holy trinity lives in me. I have the power of God, the power of heaven. The kingdom of God is within me and I can release the kingdom when I lay hands on the sick and when someone else who believes and who loves the Lord and who's in union with the Lord and who's baptized and who's received the Lord and has a personal relationship with the Lord, if they lay their hands on me to step out in faith and to say, yes, there is power, there's miracle working power. And I know sometimes say, well, I don't want that person laying hands on me because I don't want to get what they got. I don't want to get slimed. Maybe they got a bad spirit. Well, if somebody's in grace and somebody believes in the Lord and has Christ living in their heart, we should never be afraid because God can use our hands. And so like when a bishop or a priest lays their hands on us in baptism or in confirmation, through them, we receive the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. And it's the same thing with a holy person or an anointed person. So many times we can receive a mantle or an impartation when a holy person prays over us or lays their hands on us. And no, God doesn't need to lay hands on you. And so there's always an act of faith and God doesn't need the laying on of hands. He can do it even through a word. Somebody can pray for healing with you over the telephone. Sister Bridget McKenna shared a story when she was praying over people for healing and somebody called from an out of state and she didn't know what to do. And the Lord told her, I can do this long distance. You don't have to get on a plane and you can pray over the phone and my power is at work because it's not just in the laying on of hands. It's even on the word of authority. I think the bottom line with all this is it's not about the hands or the command or over the phone or I think it's about knowing who you are that it's Christ in me and the great thing with our good daddy we the beloved sons and daughters of God we get to spend the inheritance right now and part of that is that we've been given this great gift and this ability to heal and to pray with others for healing Jesus didn't say pray for the sick and Jesus didn't say pray for deliverance he said heal the sick cleanse the lepers drive out demons. He didn't say pray to drive out demons. He didn't say pray that the sick would be healed. He said heal the sick. He gave us the authority. And this is the thing. Do you know who you are? 
do you know that you are a son, that you are a daughter, that you have an inheritance, that you have a claim on this power, that this power to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons, raise the dead, that power is inside of you. I just heard of a, a Catholic preacher missionary and he just prayed with a young girl in the hospital. He just prayed with her over the phone. He's in California. The girl's in the hospital in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And there was a woman and the baby in her womb, the unborn baby in her womb died. She was going to go to the hospital the next day to have the baby taken out. This preacher was told, pray life into the baby. And so he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to live. Well, the next day they went to take the unborn baby out that they thought was dead and there was a heartbeat. The power is within us. I always tell people, um, don't keep asking God over and over and over and over and over again. Ask him once and then just thank him ahead of time. Spend the rest of your time thanking, even if you don't see results right away, that's really stepping out in faith, thanking God ahead of time. So I'm legally blind and I was, I was born like this. I've had so many people lay hands on me and pray over me for healing and I'm still legally blind. And you say, well, well why is that? Michael, if you believe that God can heal and if you believe it. Well, I have to tell you that my mindset has shifted. I had a total healing in my mindset. I have family members because this is a genetic condition that are bitter and angry about their legal blindness. They have not embraced it. They've not accepted it. And I have to tell you, I've worked with gang members. I work with drug addicts. I've been with the poorest of the poor. And my ticket in, what's been able to bring me in as an outsider coming from the suburbs has been this gift of being disabled, of being legally blind. It's been an incredible gift because it makes me a quote unquote minority. And I realized I don't think I would have been able to do this as a totally sighted person living in these neighborhoods. I just think that right now, getting back to the basics as a family, as a husband and wife, as a church, which is what are we called to do? It will not be wasted, I believe. And I, I just think that right now being in the basics, even we, can, we can't meet as a congregation. I know that technology is here to help us connect to people. Barbara, you and I have talked before, even by phone and by video, just like we have a little bit today. But I think getting back to basics is important right now. We are in a spiritual battle, you know, and it's very important what happens, but we have to show love and stuff. And when we pray, we pray for love and peace and all that stuff, not a political outcome, regardless of whichever side you're on the right side of. But you always pray for spiritual healing, not essentially like my guy, your guy kind of thing. And just be grateful for what you have. Whatever gifts he gave us, if you say you're lacking in something, there's always one thing that God gave us to move forward. And he gave us our family. He gave us friends. Like you said, he gave us angels that are around us that we don't even know. And we have to use all those gifts to make the world a better place. When kids lose hope and stuff, what I used to do, I used to just think of God. And maybe I wasn't at church or something, but my parents put in that foundation of going to church and going to God. So whenever I was felt despair and you think oh, all hope is over, it was weird. I would just unconsciously automatically think of God without me intentionally thinking about it in my heart. And it felt like a burst of like, I could feel my blood flowing, like adrenaline went through me. And he would always use like a family or a friend or a coworker or a job I was going to or something around me to lift me up. And then I would get a jolt of positiveness and hope. It would get me through that one momentary situation. And then I would look back at it and I was like, why was I worrying about that? And I looked to God and he used tools around me to get me through that. And because of that, I was always able to achieve stuff and look back and say, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought.
right now at a time like this, when we're hearing all these prophetic words about what's going to come, what's going to happen, I think we have to start thinking about those who may be on the fringe and don't really understand. And we, we have to be light to them. There's only one prayer Jesus prayed in the garden. Okay, the one prayer he prayed. He said, Father, that we would be one as you and I are one. And if every one of us who say that we believe in Jesus would be an answer to his prayer, the world would be at peace. We know that. We wouldn't be fighting with our own brothers and sisters. So I, I think that right now, at a time like this, that prayer is like an atomic bomb. I think sometimes we say, oh, well, all I can do is pray. Well, let me tell you something. When you're praying, you're setting off an atomic bomb. It moves mountains. It changes the atmosphere. <laughs> so I, I don't think people realize that. I don't even think I realize that at times. It will change the situation. And that's what we're praying for. I was talking about something, you know, in my life. I said, gee, I thought I was beyond this at this point. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I just took 30 steps backwards instead of moving forward. And he said, Maureen, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, why are you looking at it that you took 30 steps backwards instead of looking at it that God has healed you to this point, but now there's more he wants to heal you up. But we have to look at things. It's the message that we can send ourselves sometimes in that negativity and say, oops, but thank you, God, for your mercy that you're showing me more because you love me that much. You want me whole and holy. So in listening to all these snippets, I really liked what Joe was saying about how he's grateful to God for the gifts of his family and friends and how his family instilled in him the faith and how whenever he's feeling down or whenever he's in trouble or needs that spiritual boost, he can go to the church and he can pray and he knows that God is always there. I really like that because it's a reminder of the simple blessings that God put in our lives of church and our family and friends and we, we need their advice and we need their help. I know in my life that's always been really important, going to my parents for help, those who are, who are knowledgeable and can help. I really liked what Matt was saying about back to basics and we have to be grateful for what we have. He gave the example of the technology and how it is difficult during this time to, to meet through Zoom or through a screen, but we have to remember that it's better than nothing and sometimes that change in perspective can make a difference. It doesn't make it easy, but we can be grateful during the difficult times because God is preparing us and he's strengthening us during this difficult time. Barbara always says to thank God ahead of time for what he's going to do. And I think that that's, that's a cool concept and really awesome to think about. In anticipation, we're already thanking God for something that we don't even know, but we know that it's good and we know that he's in control. Matt speaks about getting back to the basics. Part of that can be coming back to a state of, to a state of gratitude and also he was talking about the use of technology and how it can be a, a source for thankfulness despite our current situation in the world today. It's a great reminder for us to be thankful for the technology that we have as opposed to maybe 30 years ago where something like this would have not even been remotely possible. I, I don't know, I thought that was a really good reflection of this. I just thought of something as you were talking, Michael, about the Eucharist and the Eucharist means at the Mass it's 
giving thanks. That's what the Eucharist means. It's literally thanksgiving. It literally means thanksgiving and thankfulness. So if we remember that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our lives, then the key of it and the key, the source and summit is to be thankful and thankfulness. And And that's what you do. That's what you do when you go to Mass. That's literally what you do when you go to Mass. You go to Mass and it's your little thank you to God. The Mass is going to be there. If you're not there, the Mass is still going to be there. You have to go there, come, you give your little thanks to God. You know what else too? God is saying thank you to you too. I love it when we have that viewpoint too because God is also saying thank you for coming. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for for participating with me and what I am continuously doing in heaven for you. It still continues every day whenever Mass is said. So it's really just so, I'm just on fire when I when I think about that. How we are so in union with God and how much He wants to be with us. Especially in the Eucharist and partaking of that. Getting back to the basics, getting back to being thankful and remembering what God did for us. Another thing here about uh, Michael. Thank to give thanks in all circumstances or reminding us to give thanks in all circumstances and what he was talking about earlier. Love it. Love it. Thanksgiving. Eucharist means Thanksgiving. So once again, thank you for joining us on this podcast about thankfulness and the importance of gratitude in our lives and in our prayer life. We listen to the testimonies of Michael, Matt, Joe, Sarah, and Maureen. And I'm Katerina. I was speaking with Michael. And you can listen to us on StarTheSeaMinistries.com, again on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And we have a radio show as well, Godcast, that you could listen to every Saturday at 10 a.m. on WGBB Radio station live on um, am 1240 wgbb.com or you could listen via the tune in radio app so once again god bless you we hope this show inspired you to be thankful in all circumstances to really remember that the eucharist means thanksgiving and to be thankful how much god loves you and wants to be with you and help you and be with you in thankfulness and in gratitude being grateful for what you have and not always focusing on what you don't have or the negative but to take that little step, and which is a huge step, and to say, you know what? Well, I can say that I got up this morning or have food to really be grateful for the little things in life. Be thankful, everybody. Try and foster that in your life and see what happens. Look out. Some really powerful stuff is going to happen for sure. It's going to open your heart to receive all the blessings God wants to give you. And sometimes it's just a little change in perspective makes a big difference. So we're, we're praying for you and... Tune in for our next podcast. We're going to be talking about angels and spiritual experiences. And then we have some other stuff coming up too about all saints. So God bless you and thank you again. Mm -hmm.